Thursday. You know, when it comes down to it, I sort of like, I, I have a thing about every day of the week already, so uh, Tuesday's always 2A Tuesday. We got Dewey, he'll, he'll be joining us later on. The GS Plumbing Talk Line, <clears throat> excuse me, is 1-800-905-0989. The Common Sense Retirement Planning Text Line is 71307. I am streaming live on the WORD Facebook page. Podcasts, plural, available wherever you can get your podcasts. Gun Owners News Hour is available to you. Lock and Load is available to you. And Straight Talk is available to you. That's an awful lot of content, isn't it? And I just love doing it. Now, here in the United States, we don't ever pay attention to the world unless something bad happens, some natural disaster. And then we look at it and we're really we really can't connect with it. We can't we can't make that sort of uh have that sort of empathy like when it happened here with uh, 9/11, for example. And especially these things that happen in these countries that are sort of a slow roll like South Africa. Now, with the end of apartheid in the 90s, you had the ANC that won power in 94, and they have never let it go. And they started, they were the first ones to really adopt critical race theory in practice with predictable results. And we should be paying attention to this because this is the end game in the United States in the not-too-distant future. This is one of the things that the left is trying to manipulate. Now, they're beating their carbon reduction goals in South Africa because they have a lot of rolling blackouts. The state-owned energy company ESCOM provides 90% of the country's electricity. And the blackouts and load shedding are caused by an aging fleet of coal fire plants that are continuously breaking due to lack of maintenance, years of underinvestment, and systematic corruption. In 1998, they warned then-President Nelson Mandela that unless new and more sophisticated power plants were built, the grid would fall apart. And between 2009 and 2018, multi-billion dollar contracts to build new power stations were awarded fraudulently to ANC-linked companies, and they, you know, they were never built. And the ones they have today are largely dysfunctional. I wonder if they bought them from the Chinese. They, they're very poorly constructed and filled with equipment that doesn't work. And this is caused by the rampant fraud and corruption. They have 104 confirmed cases of fraud and corruption registered with the South African Police Service over the year to March 2022. And in 2022, they announced, Eskom announced that police arrested two subcontractors for coal and diesel theft. And just like here, the people there suffer at the hands of the incompetent and corrupt bureaucrats. Then they have the state-run railway system. This is called Transnet, and it's horrible. It's in such bad shape due to years of government underinvestment and corruption that they're having to find other ways, like trucking. They have to truck their goods to Mozambique. And this is a catastrophe for the mining sector there, which cannot get goods to export terminals on the coast. Because that's what they export. They're the rare earth mineral you know, place to go. Metals, gems, minerals. And their failure to fix the transport system is having a downward effect on the entire economy. The South African Post Office and South African Airways have also collapsed. 
Now the flag carrier started restarted some whites, uh, flights, excuse me, and uh, but private couriers and airlines have largely stepped into the breach. Then, due to critical race theory, they've started attacking white people there. They are the new subclass. They lost their jobs and they fall into poverty as a result of the policy of affirmative action. And living in total abject poverty, this destitute group is rarely discussed, but it is increasing in size. And they survive in informal settlements away from the public eye, mostly in tents. Then, last well, they passed uh, they passed uh, a law that would allow the government to seize land without paying the owners, a practice known as expropriation without compensation. You can't hire. Caucasians or Indians in the country. Then there's the murders. The brutal murder of two elderly people outside of Argstad once again highlights the cruelty of violent crime in South Africa. They were set on fire while they were still alive after being tortured. Then there's the farm attacks. In 2023, there are 117 farm attacks and 35 farm murders. Uh, the farm attacks are vandalism. Farm murders are exactly what they sound like. In one case, they chanted, kill the boar, B-O-E-R, before stabbing a female with a spear after beating her with a bolt cutter and lead pipes. And they caught these guys, not, but 95% of the farm attacks and murders are unsolved. And it's, the, the crime is not just against Caucasians and Indians. It, it happens to everybody there. They suffer from 74 murders and 100 rapes per day. So we have economic destruction, racism, violence. How did they get there? How did this happen? And this was a choice. They made this choice. South Africa was the first modern nation to be refounded on the anti-white principles of critical race theory. And now it's reaping the results of that choice. They did everything that is being done in America right now. They are a diverse, multi-ethnic, multilingual society. But they have followed every prescription embraced by the globalists. And it is producing a brain drain. Outward immigration to countries like the UK, Australia, and the United States has risen significantly over the past decade because of the untenable situation. Power plants that don't work. Uh, they have uh, two expensive botched power plants because Hitachi's African subsidiary secured contracts based on black empowerment criteria rather than actual expertise. They have a problem with the coal supply. Now they, and you know, they got foreign firms that di are divesting from the country. And the government policy of black economic empowerment has been used as a mechanism of their cadre deployment strategy in which Political loyalty rather than skill or even race comes first, second, and third. About half of South Africa's population of about 60 million lives in poverty and receives at least one monthly welfare payout. A third of the country's workforce is unemployed. South Africa is a failed nation. It is a failed experiment. They are, they are, I mean, I talked yesterday about the, uh, these little groups of people that are getting together and forming their own little security groups because the police run from these attacks. 
Can you imagine? <laughs> let, 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 me, let me try to put it. So imagine that you're on 385. You're headed downtown to Greenville. You're on 385. Out there is a armored car. All of a sudden, three or four pickups with some people in the back of the bed, which you're like looking at them saying, that's so unsafe. They roll up on these guys and they start shooting at the armored car, trying to force it to get over. And you're watching that unfold. And they get out and drag the armored car driver out of the vehicle and kill him and rob the armored car and set it on fire and leave it. That happens in South Africa. Imagine, right? Imagine just living on a farm not bothering anybody, and suddenly a crowd of people come up there and they torture you and kill you. They set you on fire while you're still, or maybe they necklace you. That's where they tie your hands behind your back and put a tie around your head or, you know, over, over your shoulders like a necklace. And then they douse it in kerosene and then they set it on fire while you get to sit there and inhale all of those flames. Imagine seeing that here. That ha that's what's happening on the ground in South Africa today. And they did everything we're doing here. They embraced everything that we are trying to, they're trying to get us to embrace here, that the left wants you to embrace here. Class envy, racial envy, all, all this nonsense that is being stirred up, that's what they want for you. They want everything I just described to be a daily event in your life. Going now to Europe, another thing that they want to do to us, we're going to look at this. This is called the ULES. You're listening to News Talk 98.9 WORD. I'm going to tell you the aberration that is, uh, you know, that bugs me the most about the left. The GS Plumbing Talk Line is 1-800-905-0989. The Common Sense Retirement Planning Text Line is 71307. I am streaming live on the WORD Facebook page. I don't like the one, see, the elite, they're not elite. They're pseudo-elite. And they're living by these rules for thee, but not for me mantra. And it's not just rules. It's, it's taxes and punishments and concessions. Like taxes for thee, for, but not for me, like you know, Hunter Biden, Cornell West. Punishment for thee, but not for me, Merrick Garland and Anthony Fauci. Concessions for thee, but not for me, Bill Gates and Jennifer Granholm. In Britain, they have something called the ULES, the Ultra Low Emission Zone Cameras in use across London, a surveillance system to force compliance with that shift towards net zero through the use of heavy fines. But what we didn't really know, but we could have assumed, is that the government exempts itself from the ultra low emission standard. You know why? Well, because uh, emergency vehicles are not going to be able to get around on electricity. I'm sorry. And they know this. They're seeing this in, in, in Europe. And yesterday, the UK Defense Journal reported that John Hayes, a conservative member of Parliament, or Parliament, had submitted a written question inquiring about the arrangement between the ministry, 
and the Transport for London Department, which is the government authority in charge of ULES. So he received a response from James Cartledge, the Minister of State in the Ministry of Defense, uh, and Transport for London operate a silent, selected partner scheme whereby notified MOD-owned release vehicles are exempt from the London ultra-low emission zone and greater London low emission zone. Exemptions prevent the disruption of operational activity. So here we have a government that has set up some rules that they're not going to follow themselves. And they face, well, if, they, if they're forced to follow their own rules, they face a disruption of operational activity, like the kinds it imposed on the millions of Londoners when it instituted ULES. And unlike the middle guy, you see, the MOD dignitaries are important. They have places to go and people to see, and they have uh, access to the public purse, so the cost of a rechargeable vehicle isn't a deterrent. It's not about how much it costs, it's just how unreliable. You can't buy reliable, a car powered by highly flammable materials that could spontaneously combust if it gets too hot and only works in the most optimal of environmental circumstances. Well, who wants that? And um, I, I'm going to say this, you know, while I'm throwing this around. I know a lot of people really are digging on Elon Musk. Remember this about Elon Musk. Elon Musk is pushing electric vehicles. And he knows that the energy grid here in the United States will not handle it. He knows it, and he's pushing it anyway. Back to the MOD. They can't be expected to slum it in some economy tin can, all for lower emissions by a fraction of a percent. So being chauffeured by Mercedes and Bentley is just part and parcel of civil service. From Twitter, we get something from, from Jackie DeVoy. Uh, just in, footage emerges from the Palace of Versailles last night's sickeningly opulent event with WEF Charles and Macron. These are the parasites pushing net zero and open borders and you into poverty. And what's Hugh Grant and Mick Jagger doing there? <laughs> and we also get this. The ministry further elaborated on the MOD's commitment to the environment, noting that the department takes seriously their sustainability commitment and whatever possible strives to support initiatives like the TL TFLR's air quality improvement by considering the necessity of the movement and ensuring that where MOD vehicles are su supplemented by leased vehicles, they are fully compliant with wider government intent. So all of that word sounded whatever, you know, whatever. So they, they've got a rule, and they're not going by it. And believe them, despite what they're doing, despite the fact that they're not doing what they say you have to do, trust them anyway. Believe them when they tell you that they take the commitment to sustainability Seriously. So that means the little guy picks up the slack, or they will find him into non-existence. Let's say you got a, you know, heater because your son is there sick, but it's not electric. <laughs> and they come to your door. I'm talking about in England now. They come to your door and... uh Ask you, excuse me, sir, have you got a heater? Because in England, now, most people, I don't know if you know about this, you even have to have a license in England to have a TV, or you used to. 
Anybody from Britain in recent times on the text line? Is that still a, a thing to where you have to have a TV license? So they, they look at everything you buy and they tax it. They have something called the value added tax. So and, and to give you give you an idea of what they do with this, they the value added tax is on top of sales tax, I think. And, and they look at things and they assess the value added tax by some bureaucrat that looks at it and they have rules like the most interesting one is about cameras. If a camera can record video for longer than 30 minutes, it is a production-grade video camera. That has a higher value-added tax. That's in England. This bothers me because, uh, listen, they, they're looking at doing this right now. You, If you go, if you go down to, uh, let's see. I was driving through Fountain Inn the other day. Which is Fountain Inn has rejuvenated itself and it is quite nice. But in the downtown area, they've got they've taken and they've blocked off certain roads to not allow cars in there. They're trying to uh, control congestion, and they're trying to have spots where people can just sit and not move. And um, where do you think those ideas came from? Now, don't get me wrong, setting up an area that is for pedestrians and pedestrians only is fine. By all means, do that. It's good to get out of the car and actually walk around and take in the scenery. But you shouldn't make it to the point to where it's such a mandate that if you... that you can run afoul of the government and be fined. And you shouldn't be taxed if you don't want to partake of that. that you know, all, all this nonsense that they've got. Everything you own, they want. Let's just put it that way. On the text line, Bill, the government will never give out blankets with smallpox on them. You can trust the government. <laughs> sure we can. Sure we can. The government is not exactly the sharpest knife in the drawer, but they've got a lot of knives, so they don't have to be the sharpest. And they, they've decided with certain things having to do with your rights, they're just going to tax them or take them. Now, it used to be they just want to take guns. Now they want to take washing machines, your car, your dog, uh, air conditioning. Every, you know, everything that makes us be, it enables us to overcome the environment. They want to take that away because it's bad. Oh, it's so bad. I just want to mention that this time tomorrow, I will be at Upstate Warrior Solutions. If you are a veteran or first responder you should come out there at noon because i'm going to give you lunch this is news talk 98.9 word I wish we were back to wearing masks, right? Said nobody I know. GS Plumbing Talk Line is 1-800-905-0989. The Common Sense Retirement Planning Text Line is 71307. Masks are making a return. Three years after COVID came in and the scam. 
The scam was put in place to have mail-in voting, right? To get rid of Trump. And then, while they were doing that, they also discovered, you know, these people are really scared. Some of these people are really scared. We could keep this going on for years. And for those past three years, we were told to follow the science as the scam ran its course. But this was not medical science. No, this was uh, political science. What, which category did masks fit into? You had to wear them everywhere in public and in private. They wanted you to wear them in private. And these past mask recommendations were passed off as science. Like CNN. They pushed their audience to wear a mask while having sex. <laughs> you know, I can almost tell that you're smiling underneath your mask. How, you know, your, your eyes are just so, so dreamy right over the edge of that piece of cloth. Canada's top doctor scolded, skip kissing and consider wearing a mask while when having sex to protect yourself from catching coronavirus. And, you know, you get this vision of two intertwined naked bodies with masks on. And they're not going to be transmitting a highly contagious respiratory virus. Wearing a mask while having sex is like using an umbrella to keep dry during a hurricane. On Reddit, somebody asked if you could swim with a mask. And Dr. Anthony Fauci, calling himself the science, took masks a step further. Further. He said, double masking makes common sense and is likely more effective. So why not wear 17? And see, here's the thing. I had trouble breathing with one on. Putting on two is not going to make that any easier. And Fauci may be having memory troubles, forgetting what he said in the early days of the pandemic. Uh, both he and Surgeon General Jerome Adams said masking was unnecessary and potentially harmful. They were they were telling they were being honest at that 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 moment. But then when it went from a respiratory virus into a political and electoral weapon, well, masking was just a component of the fear. Now, COVID is supposedly on the rise, but it's not the same as the early 2020 Wuhan strain. They, they mutate over time. They become more contagious, but not very powerful. And they're still using the PCR test, which even the New York Times acknowledged up to 90% of people testing positive carried barely any virus. NBC News. Doctors say they're finding it increasingly difficult to, to distinguish COVID from allergies or the common cold, even as hospitalizations tick up. And we know this, and they still want us. They they still want us to uh, <clears throat> wear a mask. Forbes they put out officials in New York City this week are, uh, reportedly urged residents to wear masks in public as a new strain of COVID nineteen continues to spread throughout the country. Is it still COVID nineteen if it's a new strain? Morris Brown College in Atlanta requires masks for all students and faculty. 
Kaiser Permanente Santa Rosa, California reinstated a mask mandate. Lionsgate Studios in Santa Monica re-required masking, but then changed her mind. And uh, the science is lacking. The real science is lacking in masking as it is for PCR testing. Now, in 2019, pre-COVID, JAMA, they did a, uh, they compared common medical masks with with the gold standard N95, and they found that there was no significant difference in the incidence of laboratory-confirmed influenza among healthcare personnel with the use of the N95 respirator versus medical masks, which means they're both equally useless. The random against COVID, against COVID. Let's let's be clear on this one now, because COVID is COVID is a very small molecule, very small size of, of the particle that's coming at you. Seven to eight percent of the people there get infected despite wearing a mask, and whether it was N95 or just the regular one, and that's not a surprise because of the sizes of the viral particle and the mass pores. Mass pores are bigger than the viral particle, so the viral particle just floats right in. Then there's the CO2 exposure that you're, you're, you're exhaling and then re-inhaling your CO2. And this can cause headaches and dizziness and restlessness, tingling, difficulty breathing, sweating, tiredness, increased heart rate, elevated blood pressure, coma, asphyxia, convulsions. Sort of sounds, sort of sounds like a, you know, a, a big painful sandwich. I can just see a guy, you know, <laughs> let's go back to the intertwined naked bodies. One, one, somebody might, you know, somebody might, while having sex, while wearing a mask, they might suddenly develop some, one of these things and they're laying there and they're twitching or in, in, in convulsions or seizure or whatever. And everybody that comes in, uh, and, and they look at this and they say, at least he had on a mask. We know he doesn't have COVID. That same health department in Wisconsin that just mentioned all the things that can come from wearing masks, they then had no problem urging the Wisconsinites to mask up. And we have this from, uh, this is from the Cochrane analysis. There is just no evidence that they, masks, make any difference, full stop. What about N95? Makes no difference. What about the studies that initially persuaded policymakers to impose mask mandates? They were convinced by non-randomized studies, flawed observational studies. This is the same thing as climate change. Flawed info. Garbage in, garbage out. So, now if I were... (laughs) I don't even have to do that. If I decided to identify as a woman then I have, at, at, at that point, it's my body, my choice. On the text line, masks are very useful. They show who the idiots are. I'm going to let that be the last word. You know what they want? They, they, don't, they want to see this. They want to see a four-day work week. <laughs> uh, they need to learn a little bit about macroeconomics, I guess. This is News Talk 98.9 WORD. As I try to clear my throat, 
imperceptibly. Let's go to the phones. Denise in Spartanburg. Yes, what can I? Yes, ma'am. What can I do for you? Yeah, hello. Um, I, I I agree a hundred percent with the indictment of Fauci. Um, he did so many things wrong, but I can't help but remember who put him in a position to do this, who put him center stage on an international platform, gave him a microphone, applauded him endlessly, called him brilliant day in and day out. Within 10 days of that guy taking the stage, I said to my husband, who used to be a talk show host, by the way, on your station, um, why in the world is this man up there? Uh, he's a clinician, and the answer to every reporter's question is, we won't know till we've done six months of clinical studies. That's not the right messenger to put in front of a panicked world uh, in the throes of a virus that they've never seen before. But there he sat, uh, February, March, April, May, endlessly, all that has happened has happened because of the power he was given. And it roiled the markets. It obviously had implications for education. Uh, so let's just all be all about saying how bad Fauci was. But let's not forget who did this, who put him there. And I might say the same thing about the economy and what another Trump appointee has done, and that's Chairman Jay Powell, who doesn't seem to have gotten much right, including inflation being transitory, then raised interest rates to the highest level in 43 years in the most rapid pace possible. Um, so I'm looking at Trump and I'm thinking, is this man, uh, and not to mention the Jeff Sessions thing, the Rex Tillerson thing, on and on and on, uh, the Scaramucci, on and on of the people that he appointed, who turned out to be horrible. Uh, and, and, and I voted for Trump. I voted for him because he, he reminded me that as a businessman, he wouldn't make stupid hiring mistakes like that doofus, as he called him, Obama, who didn't have any business experience, and that accounted for why he made so many hiring mistakes. But I'm unimpressed with the hires, uh, particularly the oh. two that have roiled the markets for three solid years. That would me be too. Fauci and Jay Powell. Me too. Now, now Fauci had been in government longer than Biden had Doesn't been matter. He didn't need to be put center stage. There are plenty of other people who could have been put up there. Who would have been he, put he, up there? I don't know because I'm not there. Well, wait, 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 wait a second. Sure, sure. When, it, when we're talking about who we could have put up there, right? Um, I don't know the people who inhabit the NIH or other of the affiliate. Well, I will, I will tell you my problem with this. I will tell you my problem with this. We had gone through 12 pandemics prior to this. During, in, in, in the 60s, when we had Woodstock, that was when the uh, Hong Kong flu was going through and it killed 128,000 people. Uh, we did not shut down the economy. We and, you know, Woodstock happened. That certainly, uh, that certainly was some close contact. Um, what what made this different? Why was this such the panic? Who who decided to push this? I caught it before it was even designated. I caught it in January of 2020 in Las Vegas. Well, if you don't think that Fauci was throwing all kinds of lighter fluid on this, oh, I, I do. I absolutely do. Well, then what was he doing do. up there? Why was he the right person? Why was Jeff Sessions the right person? Why was Rex Tillerson the right person? Why was Omar well, Rasa? Well, what, right what, what you're talking about is, the, and I've made I've made many mentions of this about Trump. Trump did not know what he was doing when he was hiring people. 
He was surrounded. Well, he said by he people me that as a candidate, and I voted for him because he said he did know what to do when he got well, there. Well, he, uh, you, you did have you did have a pretty good economy, right? He did have a pretty good economy. Heavens forbid the Fed Fed rate was at two tenths of a percent. Yeah, well, um, that's because he yeah. that's that's because he unleashed the energy uh, energy industry. The other thing that he did was like he would go over and do things that were completely beyond decorum, but it would make foreign leaders, you know, pay attention. Like he told uh, he called Kim Jong Un. He told him, you know, if you do this, I'm going to incinerate you. Okay. And then they were buddies. I mean, uh, so so you don't like Trump? Who do you like? I'm just curious. I I'm I, I told you I voted for him twice. Well, no, 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 twice. So. I voted but you, for him. Don't but we got an upcoming like election. I, I can see a mistake when a mistake is made, and I sure. just think constantly talking about the idiocy of the Fauci regime and, and all the damage that was done, but failing to mention how the man got there is just a, a, a missing piece of information that needs to be reiterated okay. for those who seem to have forgotten. If you want to look and make a comparison, Fauci is a lot like Putin. Putin survived. All the things that happened in the KGB when the USSR fell apart. He survived all of that. And he came out. So that means that Fauci, somewhere out there, he's got a little drawer with little little files in it with a little bit of dirt on everybody. And he manipulates the system for my... And he, he's made a lot of money off of this. This is all about the Benjamins. Again, I'll ask, why was the man put in a position to do any of this? Because that's the position he held. No, it isn't the position he held. He was not a designee. He, he, he was well, who was then? Who was? Who I was? told you, I don't know who okay. was, but I know that there are other people. Once you see the man is doing uh, incredible damage, like I said, for the first 10 weeks, uh, all his answers to every, for 10 days, I would, so, I would have been asking. Were, we won't know till we've done six months of clinical studies. That could w- possibly be the right person to be a messenger in a worldwide pandemic, that just can't be the right person. So, so the, I don't know who the a right person was, but I think you start looking for the right person once okay. you hear that for ten solid days. And- Sorry about that. Uh, we were running out of time. Um, my thought would have been that you put him out here and let him say his thing, and then you put the Surgeon General in charge of that. Maybe let the CDC have something to say about it. That's not the way it worked out. That's not the way it worked out. Back to the four-day work week when we get back. This is News Talk 98.9 WORD, the voice of the Carolinas.